So the delicate balance, I think, that's kind of hanging over everybody's heads in the Middle East is not only the, 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 the wellness and the health status of the hostages taken by Hamas initially on that October 7th massacre, but it's, it's how many, how many of those hostages are, are still alive. And there have been ongoing conversations that maybe there may be a deal in place. Benjamin Netanyahu saying this weekend that there, there could be a deal in place to get these hostages back, but we haven't seen any movement on that. But Jake Sullivan on ABC news this week saying that they don't really know the status of many of these hostages. Danny Davis is a senior fellow and political strategist at Defense Priorities and joins us. Danny, it's great to have you. Hey, thanks for having me. How concerning is it that your national security advisor is is saying that they're just really unsure about not only the health and well-being of these hostages, but whether how many of them are still alive? Well, I'll tell you on the first point, I'm just glad that they're finally being honest with us and telling us that as opposed to telling us things that we want to hear that may or may not be true. Because, look, the reality is how would anyone know? How does anybody in the region know what's going on inside Gaza City when everything's been shut off? You know, the access has been shut off. There's nonstop 2,000-pound bombs just ripping the city apart, uh, and we don't have any possibility of getting intelligence to find out what's in the subterranean areas underneath all of this rubble. So there's no way that anybody could know, and anything short of negotiations that probably center on Qatar, we're not going to know, and that's just the hard truth of it. Do you think that that there exists a possibility for negotiations to bear fruit and actually releasing these hostages? I do. I, I absolutely do. I mean, they, they've shown they've been willing to by two two uh, rounds already, where they let four people go. Uh, they're they're having negotiations with with Qatar. And as long as they feel like those hostages give them some benefit, they'll keep them alive. And as long as they feel like they have a chance to get something for them, then there's a chance that they'll give them. And, you know, honestly, I mean, I'm looking at it where they say that, you know, they want uh, some of their Palestinian prisoners that are being held in Israeli jails to go back. And look, I mean, Israel's already in there with their military trying to destroy everything about Hamas. What what's the problem with saying here, we're going to give these these Hamas fighters back to you in exchange for getting our civilians out. And then what? You're, you're going to go after them. You're going to go right after them anyway. So there's, in my view, very little to lose, but a great deal to gain for these Israeli citizens and for these American citizens. One of the, the, the main focuses of the IDF has been these underground tunnels that Hamas uses, um, both both in an offensive manner and a defensive manner. And and many of the 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 experts have said that it's possible that these hostages are being held in these tunnels at various points. The problem is the IDF is focusing on these tunnels because from their perspective, if you're able to 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 break up the network of hamster tunnels that they have underneath the ground, it'll be much more difficult for them to offer operate an offensive and a defensive. Is is does that seem like a likely scenario that Hamas would store these hostages in such a vulnerable place? Well, it's it's only vulnerable if Israel finds the tunnels. If Israel doesn't know where they are, and you got to know that they they only know where a certain portion of them are, uh, then they'll they'll hold them there because that's that's much more secure from the Hamas perspective 
because you don't have to worry about moving them around all day or any time that you even peek out of a window or, or certainly if you step out into a street road, you know, there's like a, a constellation of drones and satellites watching everything that moves down there. So they would be viewed. But if you move around into the tunnels, then no, there's no means for which the, the Israelis uh, or the U.S. intelligence is going to be able to find them. So in that regard, it makes a lot of sense for them to keep them under there, knowing that Israel's going after them and that they may kill some of the hostages while trying to get to the Hamas people. And, of course, if that happens, they'll probably certainly use that as a information operations against Israel by showing that they killed the hostages, et cetera. And I fear that that's going to happen at some point. Yeah, and in meantime, we know what, what a calling card of, of terrorist organizations is you use civilians, you use innocents as a shield, as a way to protect yourself and your operations. And, and we're seeing that inside Gaza City at the Al-Quds Hospital, uh, the second largest city in, in, the, in, in Gaza City. There is, there is a, a concern that Hamas is operating underneath the hospital, which would make it very difficult to attack that outpost when you've got a hospital full of of innocent people on top of it how how do you as a as a military systematically try to eliminate hamas from the region while still try, you know play that delicate game of making sure that you don't you don't hurt innocent people inside gaza city yeah i've actually been addressing this a lot and you know too many people are casting this as a, well, you just can't. You just have to go after them, and then that's just the cost of war. That's not the case. Uh, as I was showing uh, on my, my new uh, YouTube show, Daniel Davis Deep Dive, we showed a, a, a clip from a, a video from a, a, a Google Earth, which drilled down, and you saw all of these buildings uh, that are throughout there. And you have Israeli soldiers saying that you know every two or three of these houses has a tunnel complex over it, and they specified you have to clear them all. Now – if there's that big of a target rush, you don't need to go after the hospitals first, and you know the, because it's such a, a, a huge point of, of angst among the, the Western populations and anger among the Arab populations. Go after some of these other targets first and eliminate those. Clear those areas first. Do everything you can to get those, the, especially the wounded people out. Mm. There's like fourteen thousand of them in, in one city, one of the hospitals. Uh, you know because if you do something that's going to cause a large number of people die, especially as one of them, which has lost its ability to keep babies incubated. Now then they're just having to put them all together, hoping that they stay mm -hmm. alive. If those start dying, that's going to undercut Israeli support. So don't make that your first target. Keep that one later. Go after the others. Is that the delicate balance, do you think, from the IDF's perspective and, and Israel's perspective, is keep everything, uh, I don't mean to say above board, I don't mean it to be that flippant, but but keep you do things the right way, so that so that not only you're you're complying with with international standards, but making sure that other countries that are supporting you don't get caught up in the mix. One hundred percent. That's right. You, if if we want to hold ourselves up as the example for others to follow, and if we want to keep the moral authority and the power that we have to try to hold other nations like Russia in their war with Ukraine uh, responsible for following the laws of war, we've got to do the same for ourselves and for our allies. Because if we're seen as turning a blind eye and let Israel do whatever it wants, if that's the perception, then that undercuts our own credibility. Do, do you think the United States would push back against that? 
I, they seem to be doing so. But mm. Biden has been making a few public statements. Uh, Secretary Blinken has been making yep. more public statements that they have to stop. So I think that they're doing some. But we need to do a little bit more because it is – it's a harder job. I've seen it myself yeah. personally in combat. It's a harder job to do it right to take care of the civilians. But it's the it's the right thing to do, first of all, but it's also the tactically wise thing to do long term. Yeah. Uh, Danny Davis with Defense Priorities. Great insight as always. We'll talk again very soon. Thank you, sir. You bet. Thanks a lot. All right. Coming up next, one of our own is unveiling his new book out already. Mitch Album will have a conversation about his new book, The Little Liar, next on JR Afternoon.